not only Florida, but other major states like Texas and California yeah. had a spike in 100% of positive cases. Yeah. So it's, and we've seen some players, not, not big names, lesser role players, opt opt out of playing in Orlando, you know, for the sake of their family and not getting yeah. sick. Yeah, like Avery Brad, yeah, like Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard potentially. Yeah. Somebody else this morning too said it. I I forgot. I got the ESPN alert. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Jokic is also having like uh, issues like potentially coming back over as well. Malcolm Brown they got uh, tested positive. Yeah, so there's at this point I would just say just cancel the season. It's the season is a wash at this point. Let let free agency happen. Everyone stay home. It's the safest way, and just start the season up next year. It'll be the first season in NBA history that there is no postseason and no finals champ. You know, no champion. But what what's the point? Because fans are not going to get what they really want. They're not gonna, nobody's going to see their favorite player play. The players aren't going to play in front of a crowd. So it's it's almost it's almost like they're they're forcing it just for the sake of money at this point. And honestly, it's like the owners are going to be losing money, but I feel like the players are going to be missing out on on the most when it comes to like financial wise. But when you look at you know all the cases, like Avery Bradley's missing out because he's got a little he's got a little kid at home and like he doesn't want to you know come running the risk of, like, you know, like, coming home and, like, giving, like, his kids something. And not to mention, like, Florida's, like, a massive hotbed right now. Like, and they were, like, one of the few, like, states that opened up, like, way too early. You had all those people coming onto the beach. It's it, it's not worth the risk, in my honest opinion. It's, like, the more I look at it, I'm, like, just, just cancel it. And it's, yeah. like, and it's, like, you look at, like, the way, like, the NBA is going to be set up now. It's cancel the season, have your free agency, have the draft, and, like, start the season up in December because they said – Hopefully, they'll have, like, a vaccine um, done either later this year or early next season or, like, early next year. So that way, hopefully, like, over, like, the next few months, you know, we, like, the government and, like, you know, doctors and everything can, like, manage the situation better. And so that way, like, you can definitely go full brigality for the next NBA season and, like, you know, everything else, like, in December. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I don't – there's no benefit to having this. Like, like what if, like, wait, like, what if, like, you know, after the game, it's like you get, like, a – let's just say, like, for, like, a Toronto Raptors case, like, you know, like, half of their starting lineup now at COVID-19, and next thing you know, like, you got to cancel those games because, you know, those next games, like, it's, like, Raptor opponents because you don't want them getting it. And it's just exactly. – it's like how many starts and restarts you're going to have, you know, in regards to all of this. Exactly. So it, there's no there's no real point. I mean, at this, if the NBA season was going on right now, we'd be done. We're getting we're the draft. Literally, would probably be this week. Yeah, it would, it be, would this, be. It would be. We'd be seeing who's being drafted. Yeah, honestly, probably would be tonight. <laughs> exactly. 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 It would probably have been tonight. Next Thursday and next Wednesday would have been mad crazy because that would have been the start of free agency. We're going to hear all these stupid trade rumors up to that point, and we'll see who is who is getting fucked over and who's turning into a powerhouse or potentially a powerhouse. So at this point, just 
start fresh, yeah. get this new class of, you know, if they were to cancel and say we're going to do the draft on August 1st, cool. That would have gave, gave everybody something to start talking about. Who's going number one? Is LaMelo still going to go number one? Are the Knicks going to get LaMelo? Like, it would have been all kind of, sh- kind of shit going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, make the smart decision now because what say what if one team half of their lineup is positive for COVID-19 then you're really going to have to shut it down like immediately and then you put all those other players at risk the hotel that they're staying at is going to be at risk yeah it's no point there is no point Texas just reshut down they're shutting, they're, they're shutting down everything. New Mexico, the governor said the governor said today that even though we haven't had a spike in cases, she's stopping all uh, any reopening plans. California, New York, um, Atlanta, they're, uh, Georgia, they're all shutting down again for this reason. So it's you're putting you're putting your league at risk yeah. for this now. I don't get it either, but yeah. And I can and I I can tell you what a lot it, it is money bound, but then also that goes into a political. And we're not going to talk about politics. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but in that regard, you know, it's hard for me to say this because this was probably we had. We had a 50% chance of going to the championship and winning a ring this year. But, I mean, I'd rather see my team come back next year fully healthy with everybody able to play and not have to worry about catching the virus and potentially dying from it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's not going to go away just because you want it to. Like, it's it's here – and not to mention, like, just because you get it once doesn't mean you you can't get it again. Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. There, there was a woman completely healthy, thirty-something year old. She caught it, got cured. She caught it again. I think I think she got over it again. It was, of course, it was a little harder because her immune system is was a little bit more compromised. But yeah. Still, just because you are cured from it doesn't mean you're exempt from. Yeah. It. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, that's still going to be, you know, a topic, especially with the season, you know, expected to start back in July, and that's like a whoop out weaker now. But, you know, another big storyline, <clears throat> you know, going in is also um, Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving also doesn't want to, you know, start the season up again uh, for different reasons. Number one, wanted to, you know, continue to battle and protest for social justice. And number two, he came with the idea that, that players should, you know, be able to start their own league. So, um, he, he he feels the latest the, the the players should start their own league. Yeah. And what and what aspect like? Hold on, um, I'm gonna pull out the article now. Cause I didn't hear about that. 
He says, uh, reports, uh, according to Yahoo Sports, um, no, like, he was in a group meeting with the Brooklyn Nets, and he said that the players should start their own league. And when I'm just going to – hold on. Let me uh, read more about this. This is – he says start. He said the Sharks aren't their own league, but Kyrie said that that conversation never happened. But it's really interesting. Uh, start their own league, according to Sean. In recent reports: Kyrie Lobby for skipping the bubble. The Daily News: Players start their own league. I'm, I'm not really sure about that. I'm not really sure about the ins and outs. I just heard that he started their own league and then like he left the chat. But if I'm gonna assume, it's probably just like start their own like. You know, like their own, like like my minority owned league, which I'm gonna assume like black, like like I'm, I'm not sure, but my thing is is that a lot of people, like myself included, have said for years that you know that we should have like our own league, kind of like the ABA, like back then, you know, before like you know the ABA and the NBA started to migrate. Uh-huh. And to be honest, like, I'm all for it, but the issue with that is that number one. Who's going to be in charge? Like, who's going to be spearheading all of this? Like, who's going to be in charge of making the decisions? Like, do you, you got to get the you got to get the contracts going for you know the uh, like where you're going to be playing at? Uh, how many teams are going to be? Uh, what's the salary cap going to be like? And number two is the money. It's like who's going to be on the forefront on you know in terms of the financial responsibility? So who's going to be spearheading like all the money to like you know start this own league? Because the idea is always nice in theory, but there's like legitimate like like groundwork and like legislation that needs to happen in order for in order for all of that just to like get off on the ground. And like we saw like with the uh with like the XFL, you know, there's there's certain salaries, you know, put in place. Uh they did it like in an off season in which the NFL like they did it in the spring, so it didn't like, you know, interfere with, you know, the NFL off season. So that way they were able to use stadiums like off site. As opposed to, they played at MetLife Stadium, they played like a FedEx field. So that way, like Redskins and like Giants games and like other, you know, stadiums, like didn't like, didn't like, you know, collide in like schedules. So my thing is, is that what's your plan? Who's going to be backing you financially? Who's going to be in charge and like, like salary wise? So my thing is, is that my issue with Kyrie is like, and it's like, it's, it's kind of a legitimate concern is because. It's like, it's not so much the message. I'm all for the message. It's just like the messenger. And I feel like that's everyone's biggest issue when regards to Kyrie, whenever he talks. It's like, listen, you, like, somebody can say, like, you know, all the right things, but it's like, it's always going to be questionable uh, depending on who, on my, what mouth it comes out of. Because, you know, like, that's the way, like, you know, the world works now. It's not always yeah. about the message, just the messenger. So it's like, what's... Say the message is credible. Yeah, exactly. So... They, I, I get where Kyrie's coming, but I think his words, I think that statement, the idea is not is nice to think about, but then you think about the logistics. Okay, if you're gonna try to do it like the XFL, you have to do it not during the NBA season because then you're interfering with their schedule. The NBA realistically realistically runs from October to June. Then that leaves in July, August, September. You have three months. July is usually taken up mostly by free agency. September is taken up by uh, now since they start the season uh, two weeks early. 
that is taken up by spring training and media day. So you literally have August in between all that to run a league for a single month. And what it sounds like he's trying to run another, a Drew League, basically. And the only way that will work is if it's a tournament, uh, tournament style for a week, like a week-long festival. Yeah. If, you know, that, that would be the most logical way because the NBA runs the longest season of any sport that I can think of, I think, outside of soccer. Uh, baseball runs pretty long too. It runs from uh, like spring training from like March all the way to October, where they have uh, the the World Series. But that's like seven months. NBA runs eight months. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you take out July, you have July off. You have July, August, September. Then you have October that runs um, the exhibition games. Preseason, yeah. Preseason, and then you go into the season. So you have October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. It's a long season. NFL only runs through through the end of summer and fall yeah. and beginning of winter. It's done by February. starts in September. So you're well, you can do another full league. Say yeah. it, end, it could start in April and it could end by June, that's a that's a legit that could be a legit season if you play every weekend. The NBA, it's hard. They already have, you know, the big three that Ice Cube, I think he spent what, two and a half, three years developing. Yeah. And that's getting, you know, retired NBA stars with a couple good, you know, pickup, you know, run you know, street ballers. But it doesn't interfere with the NBA. That's the thing. It's what what it has going for it. It has retired NBA players. Like I think Iverson played for a season. Yeah, Stephen Jackson. Yeah, bunch of a uh, Katino Mobley. Yeah, bunch of retired players. So he could get away with that, and I I think for the most part because he it's not big, and a lot of people just do it just for the love of the game. So then he's Kyrie would be running into problems with the big three. Because now you're interfering with Ice Cube and his league that he developed that's slowly growing into something bigger. Then we're not going to mention how the WNBA is trying to gain traction, you know, and because of the, the late Kobe Bryant, he was starting to give, bring more light to the WNBA and bringing in, you know, more fans and everything. It's They're trying to grow. So you're, again, trying to take away from their fan base if there's two Kyrie's idea is it's nice, but there's too many problems now with that because it's running it's gonna have scheduling problems. Yeah, and not to mention like right off the bat, um whoever you're gonna be asking to join that league, you're gonna be asking them to take like, you know, significant pay cuts in order for them to make that league happen. And like if you're gonna be running a league that's only like what, one to two months long? It's like, how much are you willingly going to give up? And like, financially wise, to only play one or two months. And like, you don't have all the TV deals, you don't have all the arena deals yet. Like, I'm all for it, but I need to see more of like a concrete plan in place in order for for me to buy more into that. 
it's it's not just like on it's not like on Kyrie. Like I'm all for you know like expanding like your own league, like giving something like the ABA. If you want to do something like challenge the NBA, then by all means, good luck with that. But I'm like good luck trying to find somebody like Chris Paul, even though he's playing like Oklahoma City, like which isn't like an ideal like situation for him. But the guy's making like over forty million dollars a year for like the next three years. Good luck trying to get him on board. Right. And you got to think like now with like all this like you know this potential max money and like all the super max money, so you're asking players to you know start a league in order to like you know send a message, and like these guys like Harrison Barnes who like it's not only that good like you're asking them to give up like nearly like fifteen to like eighteen million dollars like in terms of pay cut in order to join a new league for eighteen thousand dollars. That's basically what you're asking. You're asking them to take a minimum wage job. And you just brought up a good point. You have to schedule arenas. The arenas, uh, people schedule. If it's not a big award show like the Grammys or Academy Awards, yeah, you have artists who book these arenas in advance, far in advance. There's no way you can deconstruct a stage for like let's Bruno Mars. You can't be. Deconstruct the stage for Bruno Mars so they could play basketball for three, four hours and then reconstruct it in time for an eight o'clock, nine o'clock show. It's not, that's not going to happen. You're talking major melt breakdown and it's not going to happen. The only way that I could see this potentially working is that the league starts, but you like workshop everything like in like the non major like NBA cities. Like, if you want to have, like, arenas like St. Louis, because there's no basketball team in St. Louis. There's no football team either. The only shows yeah. in town is is the Blues and the Cardinals. So, like, if you want to have, like, a season there and, like, what you're using your stadiums there or, like, using like, right. Vegas or some parts of Texas, because Texas is, like, massive. So, like, you can find yeah. the stadiums there too. So, that's really the only way that I can see that, like, working, like, in theory now. But, like, yeah. it's going to – can't do big cities, yeah. especially the big market cities, because it's not yeah. going to work. The only, the only, the only city that I can think of that has a big market that isn't being utilized by the NBA is Seattle. Seattle. Like, yeah, and the thing is, is that like, what teams are you going to be using? Like, um, like, like, see, like Seattle, St. Louis. Are you going to like, you know, start doing business in like Vancouver again? Like, like how many teams are like you're gonna be like spearheading to like make this league happen? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, if it, it would have to be a month, but it would also have to be a tournament style. So one weekend you have so many teams playing. So it would be like you have two weekends. You have all of the basically the. The 32, I, I, I can't even think of the NCAA right now. Um, you have 32, team, 32 teams, they, they each play two games, get eliminated, one, you know, one loss elimination. Then the next weekend, you go and do it, say in St. Louis again, new city, and you have the championship game. That would be the only logical way to do it. It's two weekends, it's not interfering really with anybody. 
you probably won't get a lot of media coverage. You'll probably get ESPN too. If you know, if that, if ESPN even puts you in their in their headlights. So it's you're asking a lot right now. And then to ask actual players in the NBA, never mind if say they do it just for the hell of it. Yeah. How many players are actually going to put their body on the line? Because, like you mentioned, Chris Paul, yeah, he's making $40 million a year. He's, he's playing for the Sunday. He actually had a relatively healthy season for Chris Paul's standards. But say he has a major ankle injury during one of these weekends, how do you think the Thunder are going to respond to that? They're going to tell him, you can't join. You can't do this. We're, we're paying you $40 million. In which, if you know, for this, we could terminate your contract and you could be a free agent and we're, you know, we'll save ourselves $40 million because you wouldn't played outside of our practice facility, our arena, and an un... Like, it, there's too many... There's, there's too many problems with trying to maneuver everything just for, um, like you said, a month. Yeah. Like I do. I, I'm thinking about it now. Um, there is a possible way, like you can get like the financial backing for this. Let's just say, like you know, like this this new like this new like league is not going to like happen like anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So what if like, like let's just say like you know Kyrie decides to retire, and like you know because you know all things considered, you know not just health but his mental health and all that, and like what like LeBron's like all like all but like done in the NBA as well. So, like, what if, like, LeBron and Kyrie are, you know, the people who, like, you know, decide to spearhead this? Like, they're the ones who are going to be, like, you know, taking, like, you know, the day-to-day -day operation to try to make this league work. They get, like, contracts throughout the city, you know, uh, like Seattle, like like Vegas, like St. Louis, you know, Oklahoma, uh, Vancouver and all that. And, you know, like, you know, they get, like, partners, like, you know, like Jay-Z also, you know, was part of this because, you know, Jay-Z – Put his hand in everything. Yeah, like he's got his hand in the NFL. Like, why not get your hands like in a brand new league as well? And you know, like you know, like D Wade himself, like basically the banana coat crew along with Kyrie Irving, are like you know are trying to like spearhead like you know this new league, you know new generations, uh, you know like something that's you know that that's like a, a black, um, a black like sports product that's like for us by us, and you know eventually like. You know, like his son Bronny. You know, he doesn't join the NBA. He joins this league, and like he becomes like the new face. But it's not going to happen anytime soon. I'm just saying, like as like you know, down the line, when like LeBron's like all the done like with the NBA, and Spotty can't take it anymore. I know, like the dream from his is like you know him eventually like playing in the NBA, whether it be like along with his son or like you know playing against his son. But it's you know. If that if that dream that Kyrie Irving wants to have, maybe that's probably the best course of action. It's probably just yeah. still against those guys. If he if he want, if he was honestly serious, and I just thought about it, because I mean, I know it's been a few years, but remember when um, Lavar Ball? Yeah, he wanted to start a league. Yeah, Lavar Lavar is all about building up his brand. Yeah. And building up his name. I mean, with as a businessman, he's he's a genius. 
look 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 at the money he's made now. Yeah. He hyped up his son. One one is panning out finally. The second one is uh, he probably he probably would benefit from a league like that. And then his second son is about to go, you know, number uh, his third son, his youngest is about to go number one, potentially in the NBA draft. So his marketing strategies and what he's done all have kind of I mean, he's no joke when it comes to marketing and business. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when it comes to marketing, like, he gets what he wants. Like, he literally spoke into existence that Lonzo would be a Laker. He literally spoke it into existence. Yeah. And now, like, his – and now LaMelo has opportunity to not only be the number one pick, but he also could be joining, like, a big market like the Knicks. So, he works. Trying to find a way to fuck that up, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, no, but he's literally about to put his son in another probably if, if the biggest market in, in the country right now, which is New York. Um, and I, I mean, his his big baller brand hasn't completely dwindled. They still have they still have a shirt line. Yeah. Lamelo still has a shoe. Lonzo completely dropped him. Yeah. And after Lonzo through I mean, you heard that interview what Lonzo was saying yeah. about the shoes, that the reason he would change shoes after every half was because the shoes were thrashed after one half. Like, the sole was coming off. Like, even Coos was making fun of him. Like, like, he, like, he said one time the shoes walking back to the locker room were, were speaking to him. And they and and I was like, damn. <laughs> so, I, was like, I was like, damn, okay. So they were that bad. No, but you remember also that clip where uh, LeVar also called, you know, his son on uh, damaged goods? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, look what the shoes he had to work with. Because he, he, he switched his shoe. He, he went to conventional shoes. I think I forgot who he went with. What, do you remember what brand he he's with now? Because he signed with a brand. Who, uh, Lonzo? Lonzo, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, not sure. Um, Nike did offer him a deal, but I don't think he's accepted it. It's probably Adidas. I'm just gonna assume. Yeah, because I know he signed with somebody. Uh... Oh jeez, thank you, Google. Lonzo now wears Nike Kobe shoes now instead of Big Baller brand. Yeah. So, anyways, he he started actually wearing conventional shoes, and his injuries almost were non-existent now. So, which which show which shows that Lavar's shoe, at, you know, it's a fashion statement. It would be good as a fashion shoe, but as far as something that could be used on the court. I mean, you might as well just pay for the doctor bills as well, because you're gonna give somebody an ACL tear. I mean, look look at the mess that Adidas had to go through with with Rose. So, and I think look, I think Lonzo is panning out, and I think the best thing for his career was going to the Pelicans. Yeah. And linking up with uh, Zion, I think that was probably the best move that could happen for his career. 
because uh, Zion is going to bring out the best parts of uh, Lonzo. Absolutely. Him, Brandon Ingram, and Zion, that's a hell of a trio. Yeah. And I don't think any of those guys are, like, older than, like, what, 23? So, like, yeah. so uh, it's it's going to be amazing to, like, you know, watch that team, like, especially in the West, because think about this. Uh, like, eventually, like, LeBron's going to get old, so it's going to become more Anthony Davis's team and then less. Lakers are old. Lakers. If you take LeBron off the team, the Lakers aren't that old. Yeah. So, but, so the Lakers are going to be contenders. Um, Rockets are old. Think about the Rockets. Rockets are pretty old right now. Yeah, Rockets are old. Um, Warriors are getting up there with age, too. Warriors are up there. They're going to have to start – they're going to have to start signing vets if they don't – I doubt they'll get Giannis or any big name this summer. And they have to pay Clay and Steph and Draymond if they don't get rid of him. Yeah. So they but literally have – I think the one play. thing that the, the Warriors have an advantage on is that this season – they ran absolutely nothing but, like, young guys. So, like, uh, like Jordan Poole, uh, Eric Pascal. So, like, all of those guys, are like, have pretty much, like, have played themselves into a role next year. So, like, when you add, like, Clay Thompson back, you add, like, Steph Curry back, your starting five is going to be uh, – it's going to be Clay, um, Steph, Andrew Wiggins, Andre uh, Draymond Green, and whoever you want to, like, plug in at the five or the four. And then, like, you know, that bench is basically just going to be all those guys – who had absolutely no business starting, but they're going to be anchored now with their return and probably the best shooting backward in NBA history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll be lucky to get the AC because look at Portland. Portland has two legit backcourt um, guards, and look how sorry they turned out to be. They made all of these great moves. They had all these great acquisitions, and they are just – I don't want to say bad, but dysfunctional. I don't. I don't know what. What do you call that? What do you refer that to? Because they have mellow. They have. Yeah. And I thought mellow. Them picking a mellow was probably a great, uh, great thing because they were looking like hot garbage juice at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Game and McCollum, and mellow did help. You know, did bring them up a bit, but they're still pretty. I don't know. Maybe maybe the coach. Doesn't know how to handle so much talent. I think that's what I think that would be the issue. The coach can't handle the talent because I would think that Dane is pretty humble as far as, as a player being. Melo don't have a pocket pitching really. Yeah. So he can't piss nobody off. He was he was playing for a guaranteed contract. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. Port, Portland was dysfunction to me was a dysfunctional redheaded stepchild of the West this past season. Yeah. They it's like if it's just not underperforming, it's like they keep getting hit with injuries. It's like, you know, uh, Nurkic got hurt, Zach Collins got hurt, and you know, CJ McCollum had to miss games. Um, like a lot of play, like, a lot of like they probably got real say like, they probably got the worst deal when it comes to injuries, like outside of the Warriors this year. So, yeah, that's real. Utah was Utah was okay. They Utah showed their their limit. Yeah, they they uh. They weren't bad, yeah. but they couldn't compete with the growing Western Conference. Like, the Lakers got better. The Rockets got better. Uh, Pelicans got better. So, with teams getting better. I, um, yeah, I felt bad because I really thought, you know, Mike Conley was, like, you know, that ideal fit for them, you know, in order for them, for them to take that next step. And 
he's just been a big waste of money for them, like in terms of like trading. And like it's to the point where it's like, if it's to the point where Jordan Clarkson is out playing you, it's like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm washing my hands with this. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's really bad when Jordan Clarkson. I mean, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember talking to a few Laker fans in uh, a few years ago when they really was talking about like Jordan Clarkson being the future of that team. I was high on Jordan Clarkson, not that high. I wasn't like whatever the hell they were smoking. Let me get a, a little bit of that so I can just forget about the problems going on in the country felt, right now. Yeah, that time period was just weird because like. I remember just like every single time, like a late, like a young Laker player had a good game. It's like, it's like it's, look, watch out for this guy. I'm like, watch out for Jordan Clarkson. Watch out for Jordan Hill. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Jordan Hill, no. <laughs> like, okay, we are we had solid. We had some solid players. Like, I'm not even gonna lie, but to say that they could lead, no, they could never have led that team. And like I said, I was high on Jordan Clarkson because he did have a lot of good games. Yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't a cornerstone player. He wasn't a foundation player at all. No shape or form. Yeah. I think on a winning team, Jordan Clarkson can probably give you the same, you know, production like a Lou Williams can, but not like as like a integral piece in the starting lineup though. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what he would be. Um, he would be a he would be a Lou Williams, yeah. so which is which isn't a bad role because Lou look what Lou Williams is making a name for himself. He's a three, two or three times six man award. Three times, three times six man award. Literally could be playing Lou, you know, a, a Manu where he could literally start and still be as productive, but. You know, hey, yes. it was funny because I saw a comparison this week, and I didn't, and I thought about it, and I was just like, he's not there yet to be to be considered that. They were comparing Alex Alex Caruso to Lou Williams, and I thought about it, and I was like, like I appreciate the Alex Caruso memes like at the start, but then at some point, where it's like I literally saw like ESPN like like featuring him like on Twitter and whatnot. I'm like. All right, guys. So you, it, it's a dead meme at this point. It's a dead. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he gives us a lot of energy off, yeah. you know, off of the bench, which every, every everyone can appreciate. But to say that he's a Lou Williams, where he can night in and night out give you instant offense, he's not there yet. He's still relatively new to the league. Let the league. Um, have their way with him first and see if he can respond and still be productive. That's why they always say, don't don't get high on a player so early because after a year or two, they might not be there. Yeah. After. Yeah. It, and honestly, like, that's exactly like how, um, like, that, that process six routine ones, like, every single time, like, we had, like, you know, like a run-of-the-mill, like, player who had, like, no business – uh, being in the league, like, had, like, a good game, like, we would just, like, hype him up. Like, I remember, like, people were, like, really advocating for, like, you know, oh, KJ McDaniels, like, that guy's a future piece in the league. I'm like, no, no, he's not. He's like, he's like but, but he's so athletic. I'm like, what else? He plays solid defense. I'm like, no, it's it's not going to work. 
I'm like, and then like I saw people, you know, going to bat for Tony Roten and like it's <laughs> but like if if I can screenshot you, like every single player that like came through the Sixers before they started getting good and like and pretty much saying like this guy's literally like a a future piece in this league, like, like it, it would go on for days and like you probably have like a hell of a laugh of it. Cause uh, like KJ McDaniels, Jeremy Grant. Well, Jeremy Grant's a solid player. Um, the only people like that really panned out throughout that team that's not the Sixers anymore. Try the Nerlens Noel and like Jeremy Grant and Robert Covington. Those are the only three players that like that that have came through here throughout that raw deal. That raw deal with the process Sixers and like and like found their way like into the league as like competent role players or like or, like starters. Like outside of like outside of that, like it's it was it was terrible. Like Tony Roman, Michael Carter Williams, KJ McDaniels, Hollis Thompson, Jakar yeah. Samson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel bad for your Yeah. Oh, you wanna hear a good laugh? Yeah. So I was actually talking to Quincy and he's been you know, he's an enthusiast. I don't think you're in there, but yeah. the uh Nick fans are saying that they're getting every free agent again. <laughs> Every year, Never every fails. year, every year, they they think that oh we're gonna have we're gonna get Lamelo Ball and then we're gonna have Anthony Davis and he just like Anthony Davis, like he I, he has this little bromance going on with LeBron right now in L.A. I don't know if he's gonna break that, you know. I mean, I know there's there's always. A potential, you know, Anthony Davis leaving and signing with another team. Yeah. But there's nothing nice about New York right now. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. As long as James, as long as James Dolan is there, no. Right. Like, he is destroying everything that has to do with this league. Or it has to do with the Knicks. And he is making life just incredibly hard for any player to want to go there. Like, I'm surprised what's his name hasn't come. Well, I haven't heard anything, but I'm surprised that Julius Randle hasn't said anything. Look, hopefully he can. I, I liked Julius Randle on the Lakers. I really did. And I hope he would come back. I hope he comes back to L.A. after his stint in New York. Yeah. But that, that could be a pipe dream at this point, too. So I I, I just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think he would benefit from playing with a structured team yeah. and learn how to play with defense now. But, you know, we will see. We will yeah. see what happens. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, cancel the season. Let's skin the free agency. Let's skin the draft. Start the season back in December. Um, there's really nothing left for the season to prove. And it's really unfortunate because, um, like, a lot of teams, like, kind of benefited from this time off. Um, ben Simmons had a back injury, and, like, now he's fully healed, you know, trying to get back ready for the season. 
Uh, Giannis said he was dealing with a knee injury. And Coach Budenholzer said, you know, the time off was really beneficial to him, you know, to get ready for this run as well. But it's it's just too much, um, too much of a risk. And it's like, I understand, like, you know, a lot of these players, like, five team athletes. And, like, I know they're not the ideal targets, but you don't need to be the ideal target to get this thing. So, yeah. And it's unfortunate because I just want to get the season over with so the Sixers can lose in the first round and go fire Brent Brown. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just I'm, – I'm more for player safety. Uh, I care more about – I care more about the player safety than some of them do. But then again, it's not my decision to make. So, but exactly. if you – yeah, so if players want to sit out, I completely understand the players want to continue going, you know, for the whole mantra of beloved again, and I completely understand that as well. We'll see what happens in the next week because uh, a lot of things are about to change after this week. Oh, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) We'll see what happens because the government is a lot of a lot of states are packing down again, and they're gonna shut down the the entire state. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Is it really bad? Is it really bad out there in California? I'm not in California, remember? Oh yeah. I moved. I moved to New Mexico. Oh. In Cal, in California, they did. They're, they're, they had a spike because everyone's going to the beach again. Um, so they might completely shut down again, like before. Yeah. I remember a few weeks ago. Oh, I told you, Quincy was out there because of the the riots that was going yeah. on with the protesting. Bro, I just saw. I, I saw, I'll just say it like this. I saw some shit today that really pissed me off. Like, really pissed me off. Like, they're using the BLM as a uh, as a platform for likes and, like, in, in the most, in a per- very perverse way. And I, I, when I tell you I went off, like, I... It's, it's sad that a lot of people aren't taking this serious. And it, it's been a very serious issue for years, not just recently. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Um, also, I'm sorry last night that I hurt your feelings where I said, like, I'm not a big fan of Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I was, you didn't hurt my feelings. It was just funny. And I was messing with you. Was, <laughs> I, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, I, I thought, like, you're going to know the whole tangent. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, man. I, I didn't know, like, he was a big Angelina Jolie fan. I, I, I find her incredibly attractive. That's all. And I enjoy I enjoy a lot of her movies. I, I get why. Uh, she just doesn't do it for me, like, at all. Like, Understandable. Understandable. So, no, you didn't, you didn't hurt my feelings. I was just getting – I was giving you hell. I was yeah. giving you – so, you know. And, and, yeah, but, um, so in that case, you really didn't like Wanted then, or you did like Wanted? My thing about Wanted, it had a great story. My favorite part was the part where Angelina Jolie was whipping his ass. But after that, it just, it didn't, there wasn't enough, I guess, action. You know, I wanted to see more curving bullets, basically. But... So, like, I felt like a movie in which it was building up for, like, you know, it being, like, high stakes, there wasn't enough high stakes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. Then again, like, I'm 
don't know. I, I like like the, like the like the way like it was building it up, like that first part of the movie up to like where he quit his job and all that. I'm like, okay, like I'm, you got me hooked. And then yeah. like the rest of the movie, it's just like, my lot. But this is what you made me stay for. <laughs> right after he whips, after he you know slaps her across the face with the keyboard, and they said, you know, fuck you. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. What's next? Hmm. What's what 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 do we what do we follow with this? Hmm. Because after that, it, like I said, my favorite part was when Angelina Jolie was literally whipping his ass. Yeah. And then it after that it was like, okay, we're done. Now what? And it didn't give me enough. There yeah. wasn't enough there. So if you know, what can, we, there's nothing more I, I can say about it because it's it's an old movie. I enjoy it every once in a while. My my more the, the my go to what would be uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's my go to with her. I've only seen that movie like through once, and like they're after that, I only seen bits and parts of it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. How a lot of their on-screen fighting yeah. and um, I guess you could say romance yeah. was authentic. Yeah. So I don't know, but my go-to movie is is always Dodgeball: A True Underdog Story. <laughs> I, I feel like you know at, at that point it's like I've always been a fan of Ben Stiller, but I feel like you know at that point that was like Ben Stiller at his peak. Like White Goodman is like so, like such a great character. It's, <laughs> and it's like it's funny because like wow like I, I watched Zoolander I watched Tropic Thunder um I saw him play basically you know that uh that home nurse in uh in a Happy Gilmore so oh yeah yeah I can I can see that Ben Stiller is a my first taste of Ben Stiller was actually the Disney movie um Heavyweights which one Heavyweights oh when he plays the psycho camp, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> camp owner. psycho camp owner. Oh yeah, great. It was. I watched. I we actually watch that movie very regularly. It's it's a very funny movie. So I I enjoyed Ben Stiller. I know he hasn't done a movie in yeah. quite some time, but you know every actor has their peak, and then they they go and enjoy the sunset. Yeah. Now, if you want a go-to movie from me, uh, I'll let you choose. Uh, drama, action, or comedy? I'm always down for a good comedy. I'm very picky with my action movies, so comedy it is. Okay. Deadpool. Perfect. Deadpool is my, is my go-to comedy. Ryan Reynolds was the absolute perfect actor to play Deadpool. Yeah, definitely. Just, there are roles, like, for Iron Man, they couldn't have picked a better Iron Man. Yeah. For for Sherlock Holmes, to me, they couldn't have picked a better one. Robert Downey Jr. and both of those, I'm very high on. Um, so that what is my what about Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, yeah, like his adaptation? I'm sorry? Better to Cumberbatch? Yes. Yeah, for me it is. For me it is. Because he has that 
he always has a condescending voice and yeah. he just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He does it, he gives it to me. My go you'll like my go-to drama though. Okay. I'm in, because, I'm you know, everybody has their gangster movie. Yeah. Nine times a lot of times people pick Scarface. Hmm. Mine's is um the Amer American gangster. Frank Lucas, Denzel, I was just like, I couldn't stop watching it. I watched, I literally watched it probably every day for a month. That was my go-to because he was legit in that movie. You know, um, favorite action? That's a good one, actually. I have a lot of, I, that I actually have to think about because there's yeah. a lot of action movies. Like I can easily yeah. just pick one of the, huh? No, um, it's kind of funny that you brought a Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds. Um, what sold me on Ryan Reynolds is like, even though like a lot of people really thought it was a bad movie, but um, it's like, it's funny. It's like when I watched, uh, when I watched Deadpool right after that, like uh, Blade Trinity was on, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds was playing Hannibal King. Along with like oh, yeah. Snacks and like Jessica Bill. And it's like it's like watching it like now, like after watching Dead Home, like this like you couldn't like cast anybody perfect for this role, like from like what I'm watching right now. It's like he was born to play this role since like two thousand and three. <laughs> right. Like I he to me he's a very underrated actor when it comes to comedy because he has that he has that ad adult dark humor. Yeah. It's not made for kids. Yeah. You know. He's not Jim Carrey status, or Jim Carrey can give you a he can give you adult or kid comedy. Yeah. Speaking of favorite which, actor, favorite, favorite actor of all time is Jim Carrey. So, favorite movie right now, Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I am a I am a thirty three year old man that loves Sonic the Hedgehog. You know what? I might actually have to you know like pay to go see that movie tonight because I, I gotta watch it. Yes. Watch it. If you haven't watched it, it was really that good. And the fact that Paramount went back, fired the old animation studio, yeah. hired a pop-up, a brand new one. It was it was great. Like it captured everything that you want in Sonic. Yeah. So and then of course they already gave you part two and they already got approval for part two. Yeah. Like you want to see it. Like I'm just waiting for them to like officially announce like this is gonna be the Smash Ultimate Universe because we we already got we already got Detective Pikachu and ironically enough that's Ryan Reynolds we already got Pikachu we already got Sonic there's um already been talks about a Star Fox movie so all we're missing right now for like for it to officially be like all on board is like a Mario and a Kirby movie. Well, you have to do a reboot then. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't I didn't have too many, I guess because I watched it at such a young age, too many problems with the Mario movie, yeah. but I get what everybody's saying. Now, <laughs> now, the first Street Fighter was horrid. And it's sad how... Oh, the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yes. Oh, and it was, it, it makes me sad too because Raul Julia, that was his last movie, yeah. and he was going through chemo through that entire movie. You can see how sick he is. Like I look at him in Adam's family. They literally watch 
Street Fighter after, I was like, who is this guy? Like, it's not him. You know, there was that. So, did you see, oh, did you see the Mortal Kombat movie about Scorpion? The animated one? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's on my to-watch list. It was good. It was good. It's did, you, um, did, you, did you actually see um, that, uh, that new Justice League movie, Apocalypse War? No. Is it, it's worth it? Absolutely. Like, imagine Endgame, but imagine Infinity War and Endgame, but like 20 times more gruesome. Like, like people like straight up died. Like, they didn't like go to like, you know, like a little like Thanos dust. Like, no, they got like brutalized. And like, probably out of all of them, Shazam probably got it the worst. Oh, child. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch. I, I'll, I have to watch that then. Yeah. But by the way, one of the world hasn't been the same since. Yeah. Like he went, he went out like a gangster. Yeah. That's done. So, all right. Like I, he, I think if anything, that's the perfect way to end it. <laughs> yeah, because he literally, he started the entire Marvel universe, yeah. and he started. They started it off great, and then of course they said, Quincy broke it down to me. Because I didn't mind part two and part three, but then when I heard how um, Marvel or Disney didn't even want to listen, the director didn't even want to listen to some of his ideas on how to write the script, yeah, how to proceed, I was just like, okay, it makes me hate the movies a little bit more, but I, you know, they should they should have took some of it because he literally is Iron Man now. Yeah, he literally is Iron Man now. So, yeah. it's funny. Like I didn't know like much about Iron Man. Like I played Marvel versus Capcom too. Like so, like I'm I'm more of a projectile guy. So like that was my only like experience with like Iron Man. Like before that was um you know like the Iron Man like armored series like like during the '90s along with like Spider Man like X Men. So that was only my only exposure to Iron Man. So seeing like like Robert Downey Jr. like emasculate you know that role that he did with Tony Stark. Um, it, it it made me a fan. Like it's like it's like all those eleven years of what he's done. It's like I've never been like emotionally invested into you know like an on screen character like like I have with Tony Stark. I can yeah, yeah. no yeah because I when I because when I first saw that I was like. <sighs> Like they could, they straight up, they straight killed Iron Man. Like they couldn't kill nobody else. They couldn't kill Ant Man. They had to kill Iron Man. The most useless character, and they killed Iron Man. Love, love you three thousand. Am I killing you right now? Mm. Oh. I so I cried. I'm like, I'm like, so I'm, I'm like, I, I told myself, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm, a, I'm a grown ass man. Like, I'm, I, I was going into that movie preparing for like somebody to die. I had the back of my mind. I feel like, man, I feel like you know Tony Stark's gonna die. I'm like, I'm not gonna cry. I'm, I'm gonna stay through this. Yeah. Tone, then when I heard Pepper say we're gonna be okay, I'm like, no, 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 God, no. I, I'm not gonna be okay. <laughs> Like no pepper, this ain't go- this ain't okay. 
Like none of this is okay. <laughs> my, my, my. So can't you guys do this time stone like bring it back? Oh, yeah, that's not how this works. That's exactly how this works. Like somebody else died. Ant Man, put the put the glove on. <laughs> put the glove on. Or you know, just give it to Captain Marvel, who literally had all the power literally to wield it. <laughs> and got big slapped. Hard. Hard. And that was the end of her. I was like, really? All this build up for her and she gets slapped twice and that's the end. I felt I bad really for her because like I felt like she got like such a raw deal with like in that movie. Not just in that movie, but just like in her movie as own. I felt like, you know, people were literally already coming into that movie just to like hate it. It was a, it was a good movie. I didn't yeah. hate it, but it was they, I mean, were the things that could have done better? Absolutely. But, like, that final fight where it's like, she was just, like, going, like, you know, ape shit on everybody. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I'm like, I'm like, this is how you do a tank character. It's like, she's a tank. She literally, her job is literally just to beat the living shit out of anything that comes her path. Any, everybody and anything. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, it's like Thor Ragnarok, where he was like, all right, I don't need my hammer for all this. I literally control lightning. And, like, he was on that bridge just, like, beating the hell out of, like, like hell is like a demon. Yeah. Demon army. I'm like, oh my. God. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna get like, here's my thing. Like, if I had like the opportunity to get like three different portraits of like Avenger movies, um, one would just be a picture of like uh, Tony Stark. Uh, the other one would just be like you know that Avenger shot uh, from like the first movie, and like oh, okay. the third would literally just be like with Thor is literally just like. I was about to like just dive on that bridge and like go ape on everybody, cause like that was like to me like that was probably the more underrated shots like I've seen like in movie history. You were like, all about it. Yeah, cause like the way he just came down to the bridge, like the way it's like his eye was just like completely missing, but like it was still like 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 flowing electricity. I'm like, oh my god, this is how <laughs> this is how you do Thor. Missing eye and everything. Yeah. So. Well, the one, one last topic, and then we gotta. I gotta. I gotta go. But I know you're not big, or you're not as big, I should say, because you put SpongeBob over it, um, over the last Airbender. I, I, listen, I I love those shows for like two completely different reasons. I'm just saying, like SpongeBob is more so like adaptable for my my everyday life. Like I I like when you're working like a job that doesn't respect you and like all that other stuff. But you saw you saw my poster, right? About like that episode of SpongeBob where you made the pretty patties. Yeah. Yeah, like like literally like like here's my thing, like SpongeBob doesn't have like like a consistent plot line, doesn't have like a linear plot like last airbender. But like those episodes like really dived in like how like intelligent SpongeBob really is without even really knowing. Like the guy (laughs) literally had like an entire business plan. He got laughed out of a job by like Mr. Crabs and Squidward open up shop with his best friend and literally gained a lot of sh- like a lot of traction and like got over 46,000 customers within like within like weeks he then cashed out uh with Mr. Crabs Mr. Crabs took over a stand and exchange he got the Krusty Krab and then right after that the next day Mr. Crabs had to deal with the backlash with the fishing product then he had to give out refunds to 46,853 customers. Meanwhile, SpongeBob was just in the Krusty Krab listening to two pickles squeal. 
So SpongeBob literally became the owner of a restaurant, became Squidward's boss. We didn't because we didn't see Squidward like the rest of that episode. So I'm just assuming he quit. So <laughs> I like like you literally saw <laughs> him like pull like the S tier con job like without even knowing like it was a con job. <laughs> And, like, not to mention, like, there were, like, plenty of also episodes where it's, like, he literally proved, like, he was a better artist than Squidward, too. Like, he literally, like, played, like, a piece of paper, like, a symphony better than Squidward could ever do in a clarinet. Of course. Yeah. <sighs> so, okay. I get you. I get it. Okay. My question is, how good? Now, be in mind, the, oh, the creators are the executive producers. Yeah. How how good do you think that that Netflix is gonna do? Being that this is gonna be their highest budget budgeted series, and making every episode a live action adaptation of Avatar. Yes. <laughs> with be in mind with the creators of of the original yeah. being um, the executive producer, so they have a lot of say in what goes and what isn't in for the adaptation. Okay. First, I got to see the casting because just because they're like a part of it, like there's still like some influence of like, all right, of like what Netflix wants. So I got to see like the casting, like if the casting is like, you know, like diversively like right, then I'll be all for it. Right. Second of all, I'm, I'm interested to see like if, are they just going to redo, like, the actual story that they saw? Or are they going to touch on, like, uh, different aspects? Like, are we going to see more of, like, Jeff's background? Are we going to see, like, you know, like, posts? Like, more of the Kyoshi Warriors. And yeah, post, yeah, the Kyoshi Warriors. Like, what happens with, like, you know, Zuko and, like, trying to find his mom, like, after the war is over? Like, those are, like, some things where, like, I'm actually more interested to see as opposed to just, like, you know, the same story. Because... I, I, yes, because I heard that net I, I think I read this correctly that Netflix was not gonna go with a a white out cast. Yeah. Because yeah, they have to be diverse. Like I can I can I can understand if say they made one nation, whether it's the Earth Kingdom, Fire Nation, Water Tribe, Water Tribe, Air Air Nomad, if they made them say Caucasian. Yeah. I get it. You're, you're 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 diversifying, and then another one is you know Asia, um, you know whatever. Like the Earth Kingdom is African, that that would actually be appropriate in my opinion. So, um, they're but they're not going to do a whiteout cast. Yeah. They're at, and being that the creators are part of it, I have more of a, of I have more confidence in Netflix of doing this right. Yeah. Because I just joined this Avatar group and we literally went on a one day rant about the movie that M. Night Shyamalan did. And because he's, he, this, 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 this is the craziest thing. He actually backed up his own work and said, I didn't make it for the adults like they did with Transformers, you know, and make it an adult adaptation when it's supposed to be for kids. And I'm like, but kids don't appreciate what went into this, like how emotionally attached you become to all the characters, what it what went into the thought process of this. 
I think the worst thing about M. Night Shyamalan in that movie is that, like, right after that, I'm just like, M. Night Shyamalan's from Philly, ain't he? Yeah. I'm like, well, I, like, part of me really just wanted to buy, like, a bunch of Sixer tickets and just, like, because he goes to, like, a like several Sixer games a year, and I just wanted to, like, listen, I'm just going to be posted out, like, at whatever section he is. I'm like, I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. <laughs> like, 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 oh, my, that was literally the worst like cinematic experience I've ever sat through in my life, period. Like, cause I remember when I watched it, it was like, we, it was like a movie night at like, you know, my summer program when it's like, all right, listen, we got two movie options. It's either you go see like the four twilight or like Avatar the last airbender. I'm like, hey, easy, Avatar the last airbender, man. It's probably gonna be great. Next thing you know, like, like, like the beginning of the movie was like, what's your name? My name is Ong. I'm like, I should have went to go see Twilight. I'm like, 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 I'm like this is fine. This is then like next thing you know, like soak it in, crack, sock it in, crack any jokes. I'm like, I'm like, there's time. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Then, then, then I literally saw it took five people to bend one rock, but none of those guys had nothing to do with bending that rock. It was literally just one person just like, I'm like, all right. No, 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 no. They're bending a rock that they're imprisoned on. Look, did you? Th- I, I didn't think about it then, but now I they brought it up. You have okay. Firebenders needing a, a source of fire. Yeah. I was done after that, but I didn't even think about it until now. Earthbenders were imprisoned on land. Throw throw some dirt into the fire and they are defenseless. No, oh, and like that's what made it worse because like in The Last Airbender, they were on a metal ship. So it made sense for them yeah. obviously not being able to fight back. And like I even get like even the fire like the fire aspect like you need like a source of like fire in order to like start it. I, I can forget that part. But I couldn't. I'm sorry I couldn't that was the that's the whole essence of that's the whole essence of Zuko losing his firebending in the third season because his firebending came from a source of rage inside of rage and anger and the fact that you need now a source and the, and the giant blue spirit Water spirit that destroys the entire Fire Nation fleet. (laughs) The best part of that movie, which is really sad, is how dark it, how dark, how quickly it got dark when Emperor Zhao, even though he was supposed to die by the giant water spirit, ocean spirit, died by the hands of three waterbenders drowning him in a ball of water yeah to me that was like oh that was savage yeah okay but after that whoever 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 gave that there because there were people that gave it a five star listen the best part about this is that there wasn't no part two where it's like okay thank god there's no part two so you can't ruin my favorite character which is tough Probably won't say like her name is like tough or something like that. I'm like, it probably would have made tough a man. 
on. Aang had no personality whatsoever. None he of them was, had any personality. None whatsoever. Um, they show they show uh, Fire Lord Ozai at the beginning of the fucking movie. He was supposed to be this mysterious Fire Lord that nobody has seen. Nobody knows what he looks like. And he wasn't supposed to show his face until yeah. the beginning of the like, third. My thing is, is that Ozai was a little generic, but like the build up to Ozai was like so perfect. Whereas like this is a guy that literally had no problem literally almost trying to kill his own son and banishing like his family. And like the build up for that was like absolutely perfect. And it's like for him to ruin the mystique, like at the end of the movie and even in the beginning, it's like such a waste. Oh it's like it's like he knew this wasn't gonna go far. Yeah. <laughs> I Iroh was not lovable. He was yeah. there. Like I he was there, but he wasn't lovable. Like you fell in love with Iroh because of how of a, how much of a caring free spirit he was. Yeah. But then of how savage he is yeah. when he needs to be. And then of course everyone everyone hated that you could barely notice that Zuko had any kind of scarring on his face. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be extensive scarring and Bring me all of your elderly. I'm like, man, shut up. Yeah. But all right, man. Great chatting, but I gotta go. Yeah. Uh this was great actually. <laughs> So we, I know we had since all of our friends, gave, you know, gave up on us for company and Harry Potter. Hey, Team Ravenclaw, baby! I felt bad for Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Next week. All right, man. Next Peace. Week. Till next Have time, man. Yeah. Me too.